0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Bioprocess Insider Expression Platform. I'm Dan Stanton, editor of Bioprocess Insider, and I was lucky enough to speak with Fabian Gerlinghaus, the co-founder and CEO of cell therapy technology firm Solaris. Now The conversation took place a day after Solaris announced it had raised $82 million in a Series B round led by Daishan Capital and Eclipse Ventures, bringing total funding for the company to over $100 million. This latest round of funding will be used to accelerate development of Solaris' Cell Shuttle technology platform which, according to the firm, aims to shake up the sector by overcoming the limitations associated with manufacturing to make autologous cell therapies more affordable and widely available to patients. I should probably leave it to Fabian to explain how. So sit back, relax, and listen to Fabian Gerlinghouse. Since you've come out of stealth mode, um, you've raised over $100 million in a relatively short amount of time. Investors clearly have confidence in your company and your technology, which we will, of course, speak about in a bit more detail in a moment. But um, from the reports I'm hearing regarding investment, are you able to talk about the current financing environment in the cell and gene therapy space?
1: I would say the current uh, fundraising environment in the cell and gene therapy space is uh, very, very good. Overall, the the sector cell and gene therapies is extremely hot. If I was going to put some numbers to it, I would say the sector definitely attracted a record amount of funding in the last year where... Uh, Uh, A record number of companies uh, attracted funding in the the cell gene therapy space. To make that a little bit more concrete, um, I think last year uh, the cell therapy sector attracted $11 billion in financings, more than that actually, which is up 240% year over year.
0: Why were investors drawn towards your company and your technology?
1: The problem that we're solving is how to manufacture cell therapies at scale in a way that is cost effective and robust. And that is a new problem that uh, really only exists as of 2017. 2017 marks the beginning of the commercialization space in cell and gene therapies uh, with the approval of the first two CAR T cell therapies by the FDA. So the problem's unsolved. And to date, there are really no fully automated and closed, uh, scalable manufacturing technologies on the market that are uh, commercially viable. And uh, that's that's the problem that uh, that we're solving. So we're in a pretty unique position to attract funding. The The other two things that come into play here are uh, we've attracted a top tier team. Uh, and everyone on the team is world class with... Uh, usually more than a decade of experience in in their respective fields and crafts. And uh, this team has demonstrated phenomenal traction and we've actually executed uh, to plan and hit every major value inflection point.
0: So so let's um, dive a bit deeper into your technology, into the cell shuttle. I, I guess um, from a very basic question, what is it and what does it offer to the cell therapy market that perhaps other technologies don't? You, you mentioned automation and you talk about scalability as well, but tell us about the technology.
1: Yeah, so maybe let me tell you about the problem first to set a little bit of context. Cell therapy manufacturing is a revolution in modern medicine. It's it's a completely new class of uh, personalized therapeutics that are made to order for every patient individually, one patient at a time. That's completely different than small molecules or um, monoclonal antibodies, for, for that matter, where you make a big batch and everybody gets the same stuff. So... The way these therapeutics are manufactured is one patient at a time and it's being done with uh, highly trained uh, professionals uh, that are spending up to two weeks in very expensive clean rooms executing very manual processes with a plethora of benchtop instruments that were never purpose-built for cell therapy manufacturing. So um, in order to make one therapeutic, for one patient, uh, you're going through these complex manual manufacturing processes um, where entire teams are involved, executing 50 manual processing steps, spending 80 hours of touch time, and uh, at the end, what comes out is one drug for one patient. Now, imagine scaling that out to tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of patients per year per therapeutic. That's a logistical nightmare, and uh, I'm going to going as far as to, as to say it's, it's virtually impossible to do that with uh, manual methods. So what we're doing with, uh, with the Cell Shuttle is uh, we're transitioning the cell therapy manufacturing industry from a paradigm that is currently manual and open to a paradigm that is fully automated and closed. And um, we're doing that by building uh, the Cell Shuttle platform. And the Cell Shuttle is... Um, New in a number of ways. uh, It's a platform that offers true walk-away end-to-end automation. So what you're loading into this platform at the very beginning are cells from the individual, from the patient. Um, The platform then fully automates uh, all of these cell-term manufacturing unit operations and uh, does that in a closed environment that uh, mitigates the risk of contamination. And what you're unloading at the very end is a cell therapy product that's ready for infusion into the patient, uh, as well as release testing, shipping, if if that's part of the workflow. So um, true walkaway end-to-end automation in combination with an order of magnitude improvement in throughput. So uh, that's one of the most notable features of of the Cell Shuttle. It can manufacture cell therapy doses for up to 10 patients simultaneously, which is an order of magnitude improvement over any other instrument uh, that came before it. And from our perspective, that's really what's required to help pharma companies scale from uh, a few thousand patients per year per drug to tens and hundreds of thousands of patients per year per drug.
0: I mean, you're right, Fabian, when you um, talk about the limitations of current cell therapy manufacturing Um, with with the cell shuttle and um, with the implementation of um, automated and uh, closed practices. How would that affect the end cost of a cell therapy? Because you know that <laughs> we're seeing it in the news—the uh, um, the huge prices of these therapies coming through—and um, as we all know, for uh, an autologous cell therapy, the the process is the product. So I'm assuming it's going to cut costs dramatically.
1: Absolutely, uh, that's a, that's a great point, Dan. It's hard to put a number to this uh, because these the costs of manufacturing cell therapies. Varies so widely depending on which particular workflow and which company you're looking at. There are cell therapy companies out there that are spending more than a million dollars per patient on viral vectors alone, and uh, then there are uh, CAR T cell therapies, which are much more economic to produce, but still very expensive in in the overall uh, um, uh, scheme of things. So let me narrow it down and and just talk about um, you know your typical. CAR-T cell workflow. For your typical CAR-T cell workflow, we're confident that we can bring down manufacturing costs by about 75% per, per patient.
0: That's, um, <laughs> I mean, that's a huge reduction there. You mentioned for CAR-T, is, is that specifically what you're, um, uh, it, what you're producing the cell shuttle for, or are you looking at other forms of cell therapy?
1: Generally, the uh, cell shuttle is applicable to Uh, 85% of cell therapy modalities, so uh, that includes effectively any cell therapy modality based on suspension cells, uh, such as CAR T-cells, TCRs, gamma-delta T-cells, TILs, uh, as as well as uh, natural killer cells or hematopoietic stem cells. What we're not tackling at this point in time, I'm not saying it's impossible, it's just we're not doing it right now, are cell therapy manufacturing workflows based on adherent cells uh such as dendritic cells for example
0: um fabian i'm interested in the practicalities of of this technology is it solaris's plan to um sell these to the pharmaceutical companies or to cdmos or i mean is there any scope for solaris to actually you know with the technology in hand do the manufacturing itself
1: First and foremost, uh, we're a uh, life science technology company that is. We're providing uh, the most sophisticated cell manufacturing tools, meaning uh, instruments, consumables, service contracts, the software to our customers. Uh, we're serving three customer segments. First and foremost, biopharmaceutical company, as well as CDMOs and um, uh, academic research centers, cancer centers.
0: I think what I'm angling at, and um, maybe this is just a, um, a strange figment of my imagination, but with a, a biologics technology firm, uh, say someone who produces a bioreactor, um, there'd be absolutely no scope for them to manufacture the drug substance in-house because they're, in, in essence, providing a tank or a plastic bag and uh, supplying it to a drug manufacturer. When um, we're talking autologous cell therapy, with a piece of tech like the cell shuttle that's automated and closed, would it not be a um, a potential business area for you to be able to do the work in house yourself? Or am I really just um, uh, going off on a weird direction here? It's you know it's a very different field from biologic, say, but the autologous nature, the closed systems, and such—it just seems like there's a potential there.
1: Let me let me put it this way: so what we are doing at the moment. Is um, we're helping our early access partners uh, adopt the technology. Now, uh, what we're building is uh, a very sophisticated piece of technology. It's not, you know, a benchtop instrument that you throw in a car and have a sales rep drive over to your customer. So, um, in in order to de-risk and accelerate market entry of our technology. We're going above and beyond to help our early adopters uh, adopt cell shuttle technology, meaning uh, we're actually building out uh, process development teams, analytical development teams uh, internally to uh, ultimately um, tech transfer in-house the processes of our partners and uh, then uh, generate comparability studies showing that uh, our technology is actually on par, uh, hitting all the critical quality attributes uh, the, the customer care about, customers care about. So we're, we're definitely uh, helping our customers adopt the technology in that way, which, uh, which requires us to build out some scientific capabilities. And that's the scope uh, at which uh, it's at at the moment.
0: Well, thank you for humoring me on that question. So um, this is it seems like it's early stages um, as far as implementing the technology into a, um, a clinical or a commercial setting. But how, how far off do you think uh, your partners um, are from being able to use the cell shuttle to produce clinical material and, you know, eventually commercial material?
1: I would say some of them are very close to it Um, as as we're speaking. We're actually actively collaborating with Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Center. And uh, we recently announced that Pact Pharma joined uh, Solaris Early Access Partnership Program. The entire point of that program is to ensure product market fit. Our partners are providing input with regard to their cellular manufacturing processes they're providing feedback on the hardware. They're participating in user studies of the software component of our platform, which is very significant. And uh, we're taking all of that feedback and putting it right back into the agile software and hardware development processes that we're running internally. Thus ensuring that uh, we're getting it right the first time and and really building a platform that meets our customers' needs. And that is uh, that is going on. So that work is uh, is in uh, is is in full steam and we expect that uh, we'll actually be entering the market with the self-shuttle platform as early as 2023.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So only a, a couple of years off. Um, Fabian, there are a couple of other I'm going to use the word similar technologies but please shoot me down if if, if I'm incorrect here I'm thinking uh, most prominently Lonza's cocoon technology that also looks to automate uh, and close off the manufacturing process for cell therapies you mentioned that the cell shuttle can produce 10 or it can make 10 therapies at the same time are there any other differences between the cell shuttle and other technologies out on the market or not out on the market out in development?
1: The the throughput is is certainly the biggest one. Then there are a few cell therapy manufacturing unit operations that the Cell Shuttle is supporting that, to the best of our knowledge, no no other platform is supporting today.
0: And just to pick up again on the 10 patient doses, because, I mean, um, that that is completely unique. I've never heard of any other technologies doing that before. Will there be issues regarding the um, logistics to be able to you know, get 10 patients to go from the apheresis center, um, get their material over to the manufacturer and then pass it through your technology? Or is that something that your partners need to deal with rather than uh, you and your technologies? How,
1: how, how, is, how would it be managed? Uh, i'd say our partners for the most part are on top of that they 've got that figured out. Uh, where Solaris is making a contribution is really the manufacturing component of uh, the cell therapies. Once a uh, partner or customer receives the leukukophoesis pack from from the patient that's really where where the scope of uh, what Solaris brings to the table begins as you're beginning the actual manufacturing process now. Does that necessarily need to be at uh, a centralized manufacturing facility? I don't think so. Generally, uh, Solaris is is agnostic to the um, debate around centralized versus decentralized manufacturing facilities. We can deploy cell shuttles uh, in centralized manufacturing facilities just as much as in a a decentralized way.
0: I want to just ask you about the future of cell therapy. Some people I've spoken to have kind of um, hinted that autologous cell therapy will not be the future and, and that, you know, the cost benefits and the, manuf- the manufacturing benefits of allogeneic um, off the shelf therapies will really mean that um, developers will abandon their autologous projects or, or, or stop investing in those sorts of programs. Obviously, if they did go down that route, then that would be problematic for Solaris. But um, do you see any signs that um, allogeneic may come to the forefront when we talk about cell therapies? Is there any concern from you?
1: that's that's a very rich good question i'm excited about it the the first point that i'd like to make is i don't think it would be very problematic for us because the cell shuttle uh, supports allogeneic workflows just as much as it supports autologous workflows albeit that it adds much more value when it comes to autologous workflows just given that the pain of uh, scaling out autologous workflows is uh is larger on your question about the future of, of cell therapy manufacturing, it's certainly a question that I asked uh, many of our customers as we were first getting going with the company. A point that uh, was made to me by the CSO of, uh, of another cell therapy manufacturing developer is, if I'm targeting a new target, something that's not CD19, but, but a new cell, ther- uh, cell therapy target, I'm always going to go autologous first because why would I want to add the additional risk of going through gen- additional genetic uh, modification steps to uh, make it make it allogeneic on top of that. Why would I want to add that risk if I'm taking on so much risk already just going after a new target? So I think there will be a place for autologous and allogeneic uh, cell therapies. The other point is some. Um, I think one of the big drivers for, for allogeneic cell therapies is, is really the cost. If you're just looking at the the, the clinical side of, uh, of things, autologous cell therapies uh, tend to stick around much longer. So they have a much longer lasting therapeutic effect. Uh, Emily Whitehead, for example, it was her birthday recently, one of the first patients uh, treated with uh, CAR T cell therapy. She still has autologous CAR T cell therapies in her bloodstream today, which are keeping her safe. That's, that's a benefit that uh, allogeneic cell therapies don't necessarily provide in the same way, because while you're getting rid of uh, graft versus host disease, you're not necessarily getting rid of host versus graft disease. So the residual patient immune system over time eradicating the allogeneic cell therapies. I think there, there are, it's, it's a complex subject, and I'm by no means an immunologist but there are certain advantages to uh, autologous cell therapies is what I'm saying. I believe that as to, to my earlier point, Solaris will certainly make a big contribution when it comes to reducing the uh, manufacturing costs of autologous cell therapies, as well as the challenges surrounding the scale-out of uh, autologous cell therapy manufacturing. And in this way, we, we hope to be making a contribution to ex- actually accelerating access to cell therapies by making them more widely available Uh, and uh, allowing the industry to, uh, over time, lower the cost for autologous cell therapies. Um,
0: Fabian, my my final question, where do you see Solaris in five years' time?
1: We'll certainly be the market leader for uh, cell therapy manufacturing technologies.
0: Fantastic stuff. The future is bright then. Fabian, thank you so much for speaking to me today. Congratulations once again on your, um, your, your $82 million funding. And I look forward to uh, reading and writing more about celera's um, as uh, you know, the months and the years move on.
1: Wonderful. I, I really enjoyed the conversation uh, with you today. Um, thank you so much for your interest
0: thank you so much another great edition of the bioprocess insider expression platform Uh, if you've enjoyed this or if you haven't and want to get in touch contact me dan.stanton at informa.com and that's informa i-n-f-o-r-m-a i'm also on twitter and linkedin and can be contacted there anyway until next time stay safe